Got my taxes done today, January 17th, 2022. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. My taxes are done. My 2021 taxes, which of course we file in 2022. I don't know if I should call it my 2021 taxes or my 2022 taxes. Either way, this is the filing year 2022. And I just turned in all my taxes for 2021. Yeah, I uh, I get those done as soon as possible, as soon as possible, just because of a number of issues I've had in the past. Wow. When I had my martial arts school, taxes were brutal. I had, I had to have an accountant uh, and things got weird quick. I remember my first accountant didn't do that good of a job, actually did a terrible job. And then I went to, I got a new accountant and he said what my previous accountant had done, well, was basically criminal. He screwed up that bad and that I should call the cops on the guy, right? Uh, not that the second account accountant was that good, but uh, yeah, I just had a lot of troubles uh, in that decade there from 2000 to 2010 when I was running my martial arts school. Yeah, taxes were just bare. I typically owed money. You know, it was just such a weird, weird thing. And then I even had like one of my students in the dojo. His father was an accountant. The guy said he would do my taxes. Uh, and I think generally he did a pretty good idea, but he kind of misplaced like $10,000 worth of my mortgage stuff. And then the the uh, the federal government's leaning on me. The IRS is leaning on me because they're saying, oh, I got $10,000 missing related to my mortgage and all this. And my accountant couldn't find it. And then somehow, I don't even know how I found it, but I found it. Here's the thing. I cannot remember how I found it. I can only remember the glee and utter joy that I actually found that money and squared that away. But then I also, uh, I've been audited four times in a row when I had my martial arts school. And now remember the second year I got audited, I had the same auditor, right? And I was asking her again, I, well, I just asked her, I was like, why are you doing this to me? And she's like, well, we, we do random audits all the time and blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, no, this is my second one. Or a third one, I can't really remember, but I did I did get audited four years in a row. Luckily, I keep every receipt. I track everything. Uh, basically, envelopes and a shoebox. Check that out. Works like a champ. And uh, so I was like, well, no, I just I want to know why I got selected. Not necessarily randomly, but You've been here a couple times. I've been audited a few times. Why do I keep popping up? And she's like, oh, well, you know, you have this business. You don't really show a profit and you travel a lot. And then, uh, you know, we went through the the audit. Everything panned out. I think they gave me, they cut me a check for 250 bucks. I bought some slamming leather boots, some motorcycle boots for stomping on the gov right? The IRS. Uh, but she's like, you know, everything looks legitimate here. Like, 
you know, I just just on paper, it looks kind of sketchy that you have this business, you move some substantial money, you don't show a profit and you travel all the time. So you pop up on our radar as suspicious. But basically, I just run a martial arts school and I travel a lot for training because I live in Idaho and there's not a lot of Aikido. And I actually have spent so much time training Aikido in California People thought my martial arts school, my dojo, was in California. Check that out. Uh, but, yeah, it's nice to have my taxes done. And then, well, then the economy crashed in 2010. I, I owed quite a bit of money on two houses and a HELOC. Okay. Um, so I ended up not doing my taxes for five years. And uh, just totally terrified, totally terrified. All that accountant stuff, paying all that money, not getting good result, having to do work myself. I was basically, yeah, now I'm working part-time, barely making it, got my mom, and uh, yeah, I'm just like ignoring my taxes. And I think my mom wanted to do something with her taxes, yeah, because she turned 64. She was at the age... Just before she was at the age where she didn't have to do her taxes anymore. She wanted to get her taxes done one last time. So I guess, you know, all right, I'll take her somewhere. We went over to H&R Block and then she's kind of in there with the with her guy or H&R Block person. And then I get approached, you know. I get approached. They're like, oh, hey, what do you, you're just waiting around. Do you want to get your taxes done? And I was like, ah, really? I don't want to. And they're like, well, why wouldn't you want to get your taxes done? You know, only, only a tax accountant would say that, right? A tax person. He's like, well, why wouldn't you want to do it? And I was like, well, I just not really that interested in doing it, you know? And uh, yeah, I think I can't really remember. I can't really remember the overall situation, but finally I kind of actually had to get close to the guy. I was like, well, look, I, I'm kind of scared. And here's why, because I haven't done my taxes in five years. And the guy was like, oh, well, yeah, then you're definitely going to need to do them because after a certain amount of time, the IRS really lays down some heat. So he's like, what's what's the deal? And I, I kind of told him, I'm like, yeah, you know, my mom got real sick. She almost died. I had to bring her in. The economy crashed. I lost my martial arts school. There's just a lot of issues there with finances and the whatnot. And I, I basically am running scared. I don't want to deal with it. And he's like, you know what? Let's just deal with it. Let's take care of this year. Let's take care of this year and let's see what we can do about those past years. He's like, let's just get you once on, on record. And, uh, and then we'll do the, the rest retroactively. Right. So the guy actually took pretty, pretty good care of me. Like I was actually surprised it went real quick, you know, and uh, cause I was able to download my W2 from my day job. And, and that's basically all the money I was bringing in. And and then he's like, oh, you, well, you're here with your mom. Do you, do you guys live together? I was like, yeah, I, you know, I take care of her. And he's like, oh, you're head of household. And that kind of changed everything. Like I got a little extra scratch back. First time ever. Well, not really ever, but uh, probably first time in 15 years, I actually received some money back. And, uh, 
and that worked out real well. I was like pleasantly surprised, you know. And then he's like, "Well, look, let, you know, let's let's do this. Let's take care of this. Can you get all your back tax information and bring me everything?" And luckily, I I save everything, you know. And uh, yeah, because there were a couple years at the at the dojo those last year, year and a half, or yeah, a little sketchy. Uh, yeah, a little sketchy, but. Uh, this guy, he took care of five years. He's like, oh, I wish you'd have got here sooner. I could have got you that sixth year. But he ended up like squaring everything away. And then I got money back each year retroactively. Whoa. And then he was able to retroactively give me some scratch, a little bit of some of the dineros, the simoleons, the big clams, the bucks, the dollars, the ducats. Uh, the cash money, basically, uh, as head of household. So lo and behold, I ended up getting like a pretty substantial little chunk of cash, which really helped me out at that time because I was going on internship. So uh, two months at a Buddhist retreat center slash lovingly referred to as monastery. Uh, so I'm not earning money. And then I got to pay for everything and pay all my bills. So, yeah, you know, it's like 30% of my income shifted. So that really helped me out a lot. I got to pay down some debt, cover internship, and just take a little pressure off. And then from here on out, from that time, like the past five years, you know, honestly, it's just been butter. I have a small online business. Well, I actually, you know, I was a professional speaker for a while, so... You know, not really bringing in a lot of money, but making some money and traveling and doing all that. So, yeah, that kind of worked out. But I haven't really been traveling in the last five years. My, you know what? My job changed. I started doing IT work. It's much more demanding. It's harder to be gone. I take care of my mom. I have a martial arts school again, and I take care of the Boise Dharma Center. So it is a little more challenging to try to just get out and travel and speak and do all that. Um, but I have an online business, uh, Mala Counters. You know, I sell uh, Buddhist practice supplies that I make, Mala Counters and Malas, and I source out the, the boon counters. And if you're not really familiar with Buddhism, that probably doesn't make any sense. But nonetheless, they're practice supports for practice support objects for Buddhists. Basically, it's an import-export business. When I went to Nepal, you know, I bought a bunch of stuff when I was there, brought it back, and and, and sold it, right? And uh, I kind of like the idea of it. So right now, basically, I'm running an import-export business. And then I take care of my mom, and I just have my day job. So, you know, uh, taxes are pretty simple, which is good because I just got mine done. <laughs> That's where all this started. I just got my taxes done. And that was part of my thing. Now, I'm just going to get them done as soon as possible. Like, usually I schedule it for this week, uh, the 17th to the 21st, because it's before MLK Day, we get our W-2s at work. And then I track everything, you know, so I basically have everything ready. And it also helps me out because I get whatever uh, refund I'm going to get a lot earlier and sooner and there isn't a longer wait because there's more people doing it let's just let's just hit it and quit it my friends uh but yeah you know this tax year 
this new tax year, 2022, or the taxes accrued in 2022 are going to be much different than in 2021, basically, because uh, of all the Internet stuff that's going on. Now, I, I had a podcast a while back about the first time I actually paid a tax on eBay. Yeah, which was pretty stiff because I, I bought a bicycle. And, uh, you know, I have been... I have been buying and selling stuff online since 1992. Like before the World Wide Web was really well known as the World Wide Web and there was no audio, no digital, no imagery, nothing, just basically talk forums, you know. And uh, yeah, you type in an IP address, get to this site, and then you, you know, then I'm looking at listings. Well, what am I buying and selling bike parts? You know, and I still have the first set of, Bicycle brakes that I bought online, these Dicomp 987s. I can't believe I still got them after, well, 20 years. I have been buying and selling stuff online for 20 years. And while most of it's been tax-free, basically I used to run a digital garage sale. I mean, that's what, that's kind of what's going on. And, uh, you know, I know eBay and Amazon, they got in a lot of trouble, you know, uh, Clinton passed some law a long time ago about buying and selling stuff online or online stores. I don't think they really knew what was coming, but it's like, oh, if you don't have brick and mortar store, you don't have to pay taxes. And then look what happened to eBay and, you know, Amazon. Did they not pay taxes for a very long time? I, I think so. And then, of course, they weren't asking us for taxes and, uh, and then basically, you know, I'm not running a major business on eBay. I'm just buying and selling stuff. You know, it's a it's a digital garage sale. And nobody really claims taxes on their garage sale stuff. Right? And it's funny, when I when I used to live in Seattle at 1512 North, was it 12th Street? No, no, no. That's not the address. When I lived with my good friends Niles and Stacy in Seattle in the Red House, um, no, not the Red House, the second one after that. It doesn't matter. The girl who lived two houses over or next door, she didn't really work that much, but she had a huge supply of stuff in her basement, clothes and objects and this kind of stuff. And she's like, yeah, you know, when I'm not working and I need to pay rent, I'll just have a garage sale. <laughs> and she's like, and then I'll pay rent kind of buys me some time before I can, uh, you know, figure out how I'm going to get more money coming in. And yeah, those were good days in Seattle. I had I used to have so much fun. We we partied. We lived real well in Seattle. And I one time I was hanging out laying in the sun and I looked over and, and here comes the girl next door wearing a cowboy hat and a bikini with, lo looking like a waitress carrying drinks like okay, we're about to start partying, smoking some cannabis, you know. I mean, cuz Seattle in the 90s was like living in Canada. I mean, it was just police had better things to deal with than dealing with cannabis. So, and I, I say that, and every time I mention past drug use, I do enjoy mentioning that I don't do any drugs right now, but I did. And that was one of my great moments there. She came over, sat down, we're laying out, we're smoking quality cannabis, drinking in the daytime, just laying out in the sun, having a great time. And that's when she was talking about having her garage sale. 
Most people don't pay taxes on a garage sale, man. That's not kind of how that works. That's like extra scratch, you know, but right now, uh, this year, what's going on is, uh, you know, online money transfers like PayPal and Venmo, which are basically the same thing. Venmo is owned by PayPal. Now they have to report money moved over $600, right? So again, I just sold a piece of Moldavite online. And of course, the Moldavite prices have skyrocketed in the last few months. So I was like, oh, let me move a piece. I got it at a good deal. I sold it for a lot. I sold it for basically $1,150. But yeah, eBay, you know, eBay sent me a note. They're like, hey, you made more than $600 this year. You moved more than $600 this year. And we need your social security number because we're going to be filing a, a 1099 form, right? So now I it, it seems like I got to do a little more research because the, that PayPal account and that eBay account is kind of like a business account. I was buying and selling a lot of Moldavite over the last 10 years, but not so much in the last year, not so much in the last year. Um, but it's kind of a, it, it's kind of turning into a thing, right? Like, oh, here I am again getting taxed out. And and I get it. I totally understand. You know, everybody's trying to make their little cut and the government wants their money. Um, but yeah, you know, buying and selling stuff online, you know, you go to Facebook and they have all these groups like I've been buying and selling a lot of vintage mountain bike parts. And I kind of like PayPal and I like paying the fees on PayPal because it's secure. You know, if something gets lost in the mail, it's kind of covered. Now, oddly enough, on these vintage bicycle Facebook pages, the seller wants the buyer to pay the three or four or five percent eBay fees, even if you're doing international, not eBay fees, PayPal fees. And my whole thing is, is like the seller usually accrues that, right? I mean, like when I pay for something at a store with my credit card, they accrue the three percent credit card fee, not me. But it's kind of becoming a thing where they want you to pay for it. I think the wiser thing to do is just charge 5% more and then just deal with PayPal because it's secure. However you want to do it, however you want to do it. And I've had it go both ways. You know, I've had people pay the PayPal fees. I've split the PayPal fees. I've even paid the PayPal fees. But uh, there's been a big movement going to Venmo, right? Because then you can move money. You can move money and uh, there's no fees, right? But if your stuff gets lost, then it's kind of a major problem. I I haven't had an issue. Uh, I've gotten all my stuff, even from other countries. But uh, now you can't really do that on Venmo anymore, right? So it's, uh, it's turning into a thing, right? After 20 years, everything is getting kind of caught up. And, uh, you know, even on these... uh, vintage mountain bike Facebook pages are talking about, oh, well, we'll find a way to make it work and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there'll, there'll be something that comes up. You know, I maybe this is going to help Bitcoin come up, whatever's going on there. You know, I'm basically, I'm just going to go back to having garage sales, just try to sell things locally. Um, cash only Facebook or just go back to Craigslist kind of stuff or 
uh, who knows what, who knows what. But, you know, all this stuff is coming up for me because I got my taxes done. <laughs> I just turned in all the paperwork today. And then I'll go in for my final uh, final meeting to sign all the forms on Wednesday. But, yeah, I'm kind of excited. I love getting that stuff out of the way. And, and uh, I like having it done. And then my money shows up typically uh, at the end of February, the first week in March. And then I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm out of the game. And, uh, and then I'm just kind of getting ready for what's going to happen this year and how I'm going to deal with buying and selling stuff online. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It is interesting that I have been doing it. For, it's now 20 years I've been buying and selling stuff online. Yeah. It, and I remember, yeah, pre, I remember when web crawler was a big thing. There used to be dog pile. There used to be so many different search engines. Now there's just kind of Google and other stuff. I mean, Google is the the 900-pound gorilla. Well, let's call him the 9,000-pound gorilla. But there used to be so many cool search search engines back in the day. And, and uh, yeah, I just remember being online, buying and selling, even before it was like, it was just, I don't know what they called it, the net. It wasn't the World Wide Web. Just like news groups kind of thing. Yeah, it was just, I don't even, I, I can't even remember how we used to access them, but yeah, and it was so funny because there were no images. There were just descriptions of stuff, right? And it was like a listing of things, and it had a link, and you'd click on it, and it would just describe what you were getting. And then you would send a check, and then they would send the item, right? Like classic old-school stuff. And yeah, people did get ripped off and all that. And I mean, that's why PayPal came in, because there had to be a way to make that work, you can't just be sending checks or money orders or whatever. So, yeah, PayPal was the first to show up. I still think it's one of the best, totally secure. And it's kind of the main main way that I still do business online, you know. And uh, But now I got to tighten my boat. Yeah, I just upgraded all my mala counter stuff, my Buddhist import-export practice uh, supply company. Uh, so I got a business PayPal account, and I'm upgrading my website, malacounters.com. Then I got an Etsy store, which I do most of my business on, and uh, kind of stopped doing the Moldavite just because, yeah, some, you know, TikTok thing, TikTok video went viral. Now the price of Moldavite has went up like 400%. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm basically getting priced out. So I'm just going to kind of pull back on that and just focus on my dharma stuff you know that's that's working i guess i got to work what's working you know the professional speaking thing worked uh i wasn't necessarily making a lot of cash but it was starting to get a little bit too difficult and it's kind of transitioned to import export and uh yeah i got to work what's working you know it's like when i opened my dojo i was hoping to have more adults but you know, kids' classes are was what was working. So uh, some advice I got from a sensei was like, well, Alejandro, you just got to work what's working. And if the kids' classes are working, you need to work that to support your dojo. Um, I don't really run a, a Dharma store full-time. It's just a side gig. Uh, I don't want that to be the way that I make money. And uh, But it does support my my Buddhist practice and my traveling and going on pilgrimages and p 
paying for retreats and upgrading Dharma gear. You know, basically that's there to support my practice. It's just a, a you know, it's a feedback loop. So, well, we'll see what, uh, we'll see what the taxes bring in 2022, basically tax year 2023. We will simply see how things unfold in this upcoming year. Okay, my friends, there it is, podcast number 247, entitled Taxes 2022, parenthesis, for the 2021 tax year completed. Uh, Don't delay, my friends. Get your taxes in early if you can. Hopefully this inspires you a bit, and uh, you'll just take care of that. I know it can be a lot, but uh, sooner did, sooner done. See, I told you, he's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.